Hello and welcome to a special playoff edition of Locker Soccer. We're back once again after a hiatus with our co-host Robert, who has recently started recording his own podcast again, Rambling Runoff. So uh, check that out. And Robert, what have you been up to um, in the past couple months? Well, to keep it short and sweet, um, you know, life kind of got in the way. I had to deal with a, a few important, more important matters. So it is what it is. But yeah, I've just been working. And yeah, I'm trying to get Rambling Runoff back off the ground again and see where it goes from there. But yeah, man, thank you for having me back on here again. And yeah, I'm happy for everyone to start hearing some more MLS soccer on this podcast. Yep. All right. And with that, we'll get into, I suppose we'll start off, well, actually, start off with your team, the LA Galaxy, who um, I guess had a little bit of a disappointing finish. Um, did you have any overall thoughts about the Galaxy season as a whole? I would I would quote what Mark Delgado said how it went, which was it was weird. It was just playing out weird. Uh, injuries did hurt the team at the end of the day, but also yeah, I don't know. Just what there was nothing there for him, and yeah, as the as the saying goes, with a couple Galaxy fans, uh, still in thirteenth place. So it is what it is, though. Yep, they finished 13th. Colorado finished the only team to finish behind them in the West at 14th. Their last couple matches, 3-3 draw against Austin, 3-3 draw against Portland, lost 2-1 to Sounders, lost 5-2 Minnesota, drew against Real Salt Lake 2-2, and lost their last match against FC Dallas 4-1. I also wanted to talk about a little bit about Inter-Miami's season. Obviously, they're getting messy signing Messi in July, and then he ended up going on to play um, in the League's Cup, which they ended up going on to win. Then they actually had a good shot to win the Open Cup too, but they lost lost in the finals of that. They beat Cincinnati in the semifinals 5-4. They'd go and lose lose that one to Houston. Um, Messi obviously necessarily didn't help them this year uh, as he was – hit or miss on if he was actually going to play or not. Uh, he did end up playing the the final match um, against Charlotte, which they lost 1-0. They drew a match against Charlotte 2-2. Cincinnati beat them 1-0, and Chicago beat them 4-1 in their last couple of contests of the season. Um, obviously, like I said, Messi was hit or miss, but what do you think about Messi's impact on Inter-Miami uh, this season and, and possible impact in the future? Well, I wouldn't say it was all of it. Like how you said, they won League's Cup. I mean, it wasn't MLS play, but in the world of soccer, if you come home with a a trophy, it's considered a a decent time, not a win for the whole year. But, you know, it's something to hold your head on. Like, hey, like we won this cup. We got this. We got this first place medal. So, yeah, just for him to, you know, actually play in those games was kind of historic and important because, you know, you would probably say, oh, they'll save him for league play because that's what's kind of more important. But also there is a spot for the Champions League or Champions Cup now in CONCACAF. So they got an automatic spot into there. And yeah, they almost won the U.S. Open Cup. But you have to remember as well, he didn't play in that final uh, due to injury because he went on international duty with Argentina and picked up a knock. 
even though people started spreading rumors that it was more than just a knock, but it wasn't because he obviously played the last game of the season on turf, mind you that. So take it as you will. But I, I think it was it was an overall success, but there's something there that Inter Miami can hold their head high with because that they won Leaks Cup, they made it to the final and open cup. And yeah, unfortunately, they didn't make the playoffs. It's a little too too little too late. They would have had to win like their last like 13 or 15 games just to make the playoffs. But it is what it is. But yeah, I think it was a, a good time while Lionel Messi was on the field. All right. And we'll go to my Columbus crew who ended up getting a spot in MLS playoffs, which we'll go into a little later in the episode. But... Um, they made some key moves at um, during the summer too, getting former Golden Boot winner Diego Rossi. Um, they ended up selling one of their star players in Lucas Ion to get him. They almost were able to finesse it and have both on the team, but MLS higher-ups wouldn't let that um, happen. Um, they also got Julian Gressel, one of the best midfielders in the league as well. They would go on beating... Um, Montreal 4-2, Orlando beat them 4-3, they beat Chicago 3-0, Cucho had a hat trick in that one. They drew a couple matches against Dallas and Philly um, and Atlanta, beat New England 2-1, and their last game they beat Montreal 2-1. They play Atlanta in the playoffs coming up, and we'll give a quick rundown about how the whole table finished before getting into some of the playoff matches. Um Cincinnati finished first in the East. Uh, they ended up winning the Supporter Shield trophy as well. Um, Orlando finished second. Columbus finished third. Philly finished fourth. New England fifth. Atlanta sixth. Nashville seventh. Red Bulls eight. Charlotte nine. Montreal 10. New York City FC 11. DC 12. Chicago 13th. Miami 14th. And Toronto 15th. And in the West, St. Louis uh, got the number one seed, finishing number one, obviously. Seattle, two. LAFC, three. Houston, four. Real Salt Lake, five. Vancouver, six. Dallas, seventh. Sporting KC, eighth. San Jose, nine. Portland, 10. Minnesota, 11. Austin, 12. Galaxy, 13th. And Colorado, 14th, like we mentioned earlier. All right. Now we'll start to talk about some of the playoff matches. And I guess we'll start with the Wild card round first. First match was the Eastern Conference one. Red Bulls um kicked around Charlotte more or less, winning five to two. Um, they had a hat trick and two other goal scorers in that one. What were your thoughts on the first Eastern Conference wild card match? Well, if you happen to listen to Rambling Runoff, I gave my predictions on there, and uh, I was one for two in these wild card matchups. I had uh charlotte beating red bulls new york but uh the red bull is showing showing up to this game five to two winners you had a uh, elas manuel that's how i say it with the hat trick scoring in the 10th 37 78th minute and then was two supporting goals by john Tolkien in the 26th and then uh tom barlow in the 56th but i would like to point out there was a better goal in Throughout the whole game, which was the the bicycle, I think it was by a uh, Kerwin Bar- Vargas who scored it, and for Charlotte, the second goal was scored by Patrick Mbamayang. So, yeah, that's how that game ended. But yeah, I was a little bit shocked that um 
the Red Bulls came came showed up to this game and you know defeated Charlotte, who you know was their first playoff appearance. But historically, Red Bulls have not been good in the playoffs, so that's why I was shocked that they did good. Mm-hmm. And in the top of it, you know, the cherry on the top is that like their stadium was less than half full. So yeah. Yep, like you said, that was a home game. Uh, listed attendance was sixteen thousand for um, that one. Um, the Western Conference Finals would play in Kansas City. They had a seventeen thousand five hundred attendance for that one. That one ended up finishing nil nil. And um, like the MLS um wild card in first round, they go straight to penalties. Um, Sporting KC would end up winning four two on penalties. What reaction to that um close wild card game? Well, that one I wasn't I'm gonna keep it a book. I wasn't really able to keep an eye on it, but from the people that I follow on social media, say it was a snooze fest up until the penalties, of course, because penalties are always, you know, how would you say gut wrenching or nerve wracking. But uh yeah, I had SKC winning this one. They um have a they got a lot of their offense back. Alan Polito's playing good, Johnny Russell's playing good. So the fact that Peter Vermees was able to work with nothing. And got these guys over the line into the playoffs. Like it's it's a miracle, and good job for them. All right. Before we get into the um, official round one matchups, I'd like to ask what your thoughts on the new playoff format are, which introduces wild card rounds, and round one being a best of three series, and then it goes from round the round of sixteen onwards is one match uh, elimination. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. I'm going to keep it a book. Uh, I talked about this last week on our show uh, for Rambling Runoff. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of weird. I feel like what happened was a lot of other sports pundits, soccer pundits were talking about, they think that uh, Apple TV or Apple was like, hey, there's not enough sponsorship viewership for these games uh, being just a single elimination. We need to make this a little bit longer not just a month or whatever the span is and milk it, which I guess, yeah, if you're, I mean, yeah, they're a big company, you're trying to make money, but also it's just an odd commodity uh, in the schedule and, you know, the timing of things, like it doesn't add anything. It just feels like we're just doing this for fun. Like the whole point of it being single elimination prior was that you try to get home foot advantage. Cause when you got home foot advantage, you didn't have to travel far. Not traveling far means more rest. More rest means you're mentally and physically more able body to compete on the field. But now you have a wild card matchup, which is single elimination. Then you the first round is best best of three. So home away home. If if you're the, the higher seeded team, which is good, I guess, but like I don't know, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right with me. It doesn't make sense for the viewer necessarily it is they just wanted eyeballs and people to you know watch watch the playoff games however i'd like to also point out and you i have not seen it because i already i kind of attempted it and it didn't work out you have to have the subscription to watch these games so i'll just quickly say as i said on the show the, the other day you're alienating a larger audience for the playoffs and focusing more on the hardcores who have the subscription. But now those hardcores, like for my team, for example, are not in the playoffs. So why am I going to waste my money and time to watch the playoffs when my team's not in the playoffs? I will now get off my soapbox. Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs>
Yeah, um, I was sort of su surprised maybe that they didn't make it like aggregate scoring because uh, they're kind of into changing a lot of things like to make it more European-like. Um, as of recently, in reference to some of the names and logos, so I was maybe interested if they maybe were going to go that route or not. And uh, originally I thought it was only like, it was kind of, originally I didn't really read what it was. And I thought like the, I actually think the wild card round's a good idea. And um, I thought it was kind of going to be like how the NBA wild cards are like the ninth plays the 10th. And then the winner of that plays the eighth. I thought that was like the tournament part. And then I was like, Oh, they're going to play three matches in the first round, which I kind of thought was interesting. I honestly don't, love it or hate it because on one hand it does make it kind of confusing like you know what kind of what you said but also it's kind of like it's american soccer league so we kind of just do whatever we want so with that we'll go into some of the first round matches that are taking place um cincinnati and red bulls the upcoming matches are november 4th and 11th orlando nashville 7th and 12th Columbus Crew haven't played yet. They play tonight, November 1st, the 7th and the 12th against Atlanta. Philly against New England on November 8th and 12th. St. Louis versus Sporting November 5th and 11th. Sounders play the rest of their series 4th and the 10th. LAFC plays Vancouver uh, to finish their series 5th and 9th if necessary. Dynamo and Real Salt Lake play November 6th and November 11th if necessary. Now we'll go on to some of the first-round matches. LAFC has 1-0 lead on Vancouver Whitecaps, beating them 5-2 in the first-round matchup. How do you think the rest of this series will go? Well, now they got to go uh, up to Vancouver, where Vancouver has been very dominant at home as of late, which they were kind of my more surprising teams uh this year i mean they only finished six but i know they got up pretty high in the table for like a little bit but yeah let's see how lafc does with the travel um L vancouver does play on turf to my knowledge it's a indoor stadium i believe and they play um canadian football there as well to my knowledge unless that's changed or i may be wrong but uh, yeah i want to see how how it goes there. i'm not exactly sure because i feel like vancouver is a hit or miss team because whenever they're on they're on when they're off they're off so LAFC, they're more consistent with their play. So I'd be interested to see how LAFC handles the turf and if Vancouver, you know, turns on the Jets and, you know, gives them a good fight uh, to get to a game three back in Los Angeles. Yeah, um, the BC Lions do play at the same uh, stadium that the Whitecaps play. Move on to Houston won the first game of their series against Real Salt Lake two to one. Who do you have winning this series? I don't know, man. I think uh, Houston's got something cooking down there. Honestly, they won the U.S. Open Cup. They beat Inter Miami doing that. So, and the fact that they're playing Real Salt Lake, who was the semifinal, by the way, in the other matchup. Um, you know that was a, a little bit of a low key revenge game for Real Salt Lake, who I would say got embarrassed off the field in that U.S. Open Cup matchup. But the fact that Houston got 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 one over in the way, like the 79th minute, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, I'm, it's, not, it's not Amine, but 
Bassi, that's his last name, you know, getting that win in the 79th. You had your other deep, you had your DP Hector Herrera scoring in the 22nd. The young man from Real Salt Lake getting the lone goal, Diego Luna in the 54th. Um, but yeah, Salt Lake wasn't able to get an equalizer and Houston was able to take it. So uh, I think Houston might beat them down in, in Salt Lake and win it 2 0, uh, just based off of that. Because I would say there would be a game three, but Houston outplayed them, in my opinion. The other one of the other series in the West, Seattle Sounders two, FC Dallas nil. Seattle scored on a penalty <clears> kick <throat> and a, and a Jordan Morris goal in the seventy fourth. How do you think this series ends? Well, I didn't expect it to be two nil. Uh, up in Seattle, uh, they had a Albert Rusnak in the forty third with the penalty, then Jordan Morris in the seventy fourth. Now they go back to um. I believe their stadium is in Frisco, Frisco, Texas, uh, right there at the, at the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame building. But um, I think Dallas will give them a good fight. But I don't know. I think something tells me that Seattle is just going to be too much for them and Seattle is going to win this game. I think Real Rui Diaz should have a good game. Right, and moving on to the penultimate series, possibly the most surprising result of the playoffs so far. Sporting KC beating St. Louis City, who finished number one in the West, four to one. They had four separate goal scorers, and St. Louis City's lone score uh, goal scorer was Tim Parker in the twenty eighth minute. Um, Sporting KC scored first in the twenty seventh. Then, like I said, Cincinnati or uh, St. Louis City uh, responded to tie it at one in the twenty eighth, but then. Sporting KC took it from there. What are your thoughts on what are your reaction from that scoreline? And um, can St. Louis City get back in it? Well, like I said earlier, um, uh, Kansas City's kind of shooting on all cylinders right now, surprisingly. But I am surprised on the end on the scoreline. Uh, yeah, after those first two goals, you thought like, oh, maybe it's going to be a shootout or it's going to be a stalemate until someone scores or we go to pens. But no, the four-one scoreline is a little bit of a shocker. Uh, yeah, the first goal was Logan and Dembe, Remy Walter. Then we had Gandhi, Kinda, and uh, Daniel Shawley, who were your score your scores for, um, KC. So, yeah, a little bit of a shocker. You know, they were able to beat the wild card team, being in the first game over St. Louis, who people are surprised of, in my opinion, just just the fact that, mm, although you could probably say that most expansion teams and other sports haven't been doing good, but um, for the, the fact that St. Louis was that, was this good this season in the regular season, like it's, it means a lot, uh, you know, they had a, a proper structure made that, you know, they were able to get good players and get to first place. And they have a great fan base and my knowledge who, you know, showed out, but it wasn't enough to beat um, SKC in this one. Now we move on to some of the Eastern series. We have the only series that hasn't started so far, which starts tonight. My Columbus Crew versus Atlanta United. Um, Crew won the first match of the season 6-1 and then Atlanta United and the Crew drew their second one 1-1 Crew have scored most goals of any club in MLS they have guys like Christian Hernandez, Christian Ramirez Alex Matan, Cucho, Aiden Morris and former Golden Boot winner Diego Rossi Atlanta obviously has guys like Gakpo and Thiago Almada who won the World Cup with Argentina 
how do you think this best of three series plays out? Well, I know you're a big Columbus Crew fan, but uh, I don't know. I, I like Atlanta. Um, although they they've been inconsistent this season, uh, I think they should use their playoff experience and take control of this game. I'm hoping that Almada has a good game. Uh, they gotta get their striker going. Uh, apparently Tyler Wolf has been on the ups as of late. Bricks Lennon has been good, and uh, their goalkeeper Brad Guzan has to stand on his head, and in these two next two games. So, I'm hoping for a good, a good uh, turnout by Atlanta. I think Columbus Crew will at least get past Atlanta in the first round. I think they've kind of had an up and down season, but most majority ups. Um, obviously, ended up finishing breaking their two-year playoff drought winning um, by by getting into the playoffs this year. So I think it's been majority ups. And obviously, they know how to score a lot of goals. So does Atlanta. But I think Columbus Crew will actually play a good series. Maybe win it 2-1. I could maybe see 2-0. It just depends. If Columbus Crew want to play how they play, they'll win. But if they don't, Atlanta could could easily win as well. I think I got crew in that one. Move on to the other series in the East. Orlando City beat Nashville 1-0 with Wilder Cartega scoring in the 40, 41th minute and the only goal of the match. How do you see the rest of this series going? Just FYI, FYI that goal was a banger. It was outside the 18. The goalie never stood a chance. But yeah, hell of a goal. Golasso. But uh, yeah, um... I mean, these are two teams that love to play defense and they love to keep games 0-0 or tied as long as they can. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a game, one of the next game go into penalties. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a game three. But if you were to ask me who, who I'm looking at as my favorite right now, I'm going to have to go with Orlando. I don't know. There's just something about Orlando. They they were last year's U.S. Open Cup winners. And yeah, they're they're a scrappy team. Not that Nashville. Nashville is also a very scrappy team as well. But if I had to pick between the two, I'd have to go with Orlando in this one right now. All right, penultimate Eastern Conference series. FC Cincinnati won the first game three 0 against New York Red Bulls. Alvarado Bernal had a brace, and Lucas Acosta added on one more. To- Obviously, winning the first game of the series three nil. How do you see the series between the one seed and the wild card team going? Yeah, I don't see Red Bulls coming back on this one. If they're gonna go back to an empty stadium, uh, I guess empty stadium, empty hopes, empty dreams, uh, for for Red Bulls New York. So, yeah, I think this one's done and dusted. I think Cincinnati is going to move on uh, to the knockout rounds. All right, the last series, the five versus four seed. Philly Union won the first game three to one, having three separate goal scorers, scoring one of the goals on a penalty against New England Revolution. How do you think? What do you think about this five versus four series? Yeah, um, I thought maybe New England would give them a better bout in this game. Uh, New England was on the road; they're playing at a Subaru Park, I believe that's what it's called right now. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia yeah. showing. Show them what they can do. They got the three goal scorers. They got Daniel Gazdog on 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 the score sheet, and they got a 
Nathan Harrell to score as well. So they're shooting on all cylinders uh, for New England. I think they're going to have to get Gustavo Bo more, um, I would say, acclimated more into this game. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to have to do a lot. I mean, New England was good in the first part of the season, and then they had some issues with coaching, and they kind of got a little messy around towards the end. But, you know, they were able to get into the playoffs. So I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, I just think that they have a lot on their plate right now. But if they really do want to turn on, now would be a good time playing at home, playing at, at was it, Foxborough. And, yeah, but I think if I had to pick a team, I think I'm going to have to go with Philly in this one. All right. Here are my picks that I, um, for all the first-round series I made before the, all the series started. I had... St. Louis and New York winning the wildcard games, which both of them did. And then I had Sounders beating Dallas in um for the West series, LA beating Vancouver, Real Salt Lake beating Houston, St. Louis City beating um, Kansas City. Then I had Orlando beating Nashville, Crew beating Atlanta, New England Revolution beating Philly, and Cincinnati beating Red Bulls. Now we'll get into what do you think the potential semifinals and finals matchups will be? And who do you think will end up being MLS Cup champs? Well, we kind of already like looked into who we're going to have move on. Um, If you had to tell me who was going to go to the final, um... I don't know, man. I, I, I want to see Philly make a run. I feel like they've been waiting for so long. You know, they were so close last year. You know, fell up, fell so short. They were one, like five, man, less than five minutes away from raising the cup. And you know, the fact that they fell that that short to to having a cup, like like it just sucked. It sucked really bad for them, but I want to see Philly make a run. Um, here we go. So I, I was stalling a little bit to get my my notes onto here. So if we go into the knockout rounds, uh, you're gonna have Seattle. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have Seattle move on. Mm, I guess LESC moves on. I guess. Uh, then yeah, I would have Houston versus SKC. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, I'll have Orlando versus Atlanta, then Philly versus Cincy. Um, yeah, I would see, I would ha- I would start from there. Philly over Cincy, and then, oh, we have a, a down south rival rivalry matchup with Orlando and Atlanta. So I would have Atlanta, then I'll have Philly and Atlanta in my, in my conference finals. On the west, I would have Seattle beat LAFC. And then I would have Houston beat SKC. And that would be my uh matchup there in in the um excuse me in the conference finals. And then the final, yeah, I would have Philly versus Seattle, which I think that would be a good matchup. You got two powerhouse uh MLS teams. Uh they kind of started out around the same time. And I think both these teams are, are trying to make a name for themselves. Seattle, who struggled last season uh, due to trying to focus on the Club World Cup and 
win CONCACAF Champions League at the time. And like I mentioned before, Philly, you know, they're down in the dumps. The whole city, honestly, they're trying to get out of that funk with with the Phillies right now who just lost in an MLB. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Philly getting to the final. I don't know. What about you, my guy? Um, okay. So if it's the East, I think it's honestly going to – Either going to be my Columbus crew going to the final or FC Cincinnati going to the final. One of the Ohio teams. You actually interest me with Philadelphia. I do think they could go, but I do. I really do think it might be one of the Ohio teams. As for the West final, I could see St. Louis turning around and, and maybe going all the way. LA, LA um, FC could potentially do it as well as they have playoff experience and possibly Seattle Sounders. Extra bit of information at the end is Austin FC2 beat my Columbus Crew 2 in the MLS Next Pro Cup Finals 3-1 to one to become the second ever MLS Pro Cup champs. Congratulations to them. And we'll let Robert add some additional information as well. Yeah, I remember I had saw that. I think you had sent it to me, or I think did I sent it to you. Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, oh yeah, they were playing in the, in the was it MLS Next Pro League? Yeah. I was like, oopsie. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Alex is happy about that one, but that yeah, is what it is, my guy. I mean, it's only, only, bottom division stuff, but eh, I mean, if if that's what you're a cup of tea, then I feel for you, my guy. But uh, yeah, congrats to Austin FC. But um, just to go over some. A little bit of MLS news, real quick. Um, I don't know if you heard, Alex, but uh, they finally unveiled a couple weeks ago the San Diego MLS team's logo slash crest. And I want to know if I could get your thoughts on it, really quick, because in my opinion, it is dog water. It is nothing that anybody was expecting. Uh, I've 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 been told the the logo, the middle part looks like a beach ball or a volleyball excuse me, a, a volleyball. Uh, they did chrome for some strange reason. Uh, so their colors are chrome and azul, which I guess they wanted to make it in Spanish, which, by the way, as a Spanish speaker myself, azul is just blue. And uh, I just seen uh, someone tweet out not so long ago, or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, why didn't they just call it Navy? Because there's such a big Navy um, presence in San Diego. So you could have been chrome and navy. Uh, you know, the other thing that people call blue with. But no, they didn't do that. They went with this weird, I don't know, angelic over-explanational purpose of a logo crest, I guess. And then to top it off, they have like this faded like border around the crest, um, which goes from like orange-red or red-orange to blue, which... If you would have asked me, I would have said those are real San Diego colors. Because if you if you look at the San Diego Wave, the NWSL team logo, it looks like San Diego. You can get rid of the part that says San Diego, and you'd be like, oh, that's like probably like San Diego or something. Okay, yeah, there you go. Or, for example, uh, the team that now, why everyone's starting to hate on San Diego FC, by the way, uh, the San Diego Loyal, who are going to seize operations for the time being, uh, due to lack of funding and stadium foundation. Uh, their logo looks like San Diego. Like, it just makes sense. This logo for the MLS team in San Diego makes no sense. 
And also, I like to point out, this should not have been a team in San Diego. This spot was supposed to be saved for Sacramento, but due to poor planning and I think handshake deals, uh, you know, that's not going to happen right for now. But yeah, man, uh, have you have you been able to see the new San Diego FC uh crest slash logo, the shield? Yes, I did see it, and I'm looking at it right now. I did see it when it released too. I do, do think, think the chrome, the chrome was an interesting choice, like you said. I mean, I yeah, don't it's, think it, it's it's unique, but it's yeah. not. It's not. It makes no sense. <laughs> I don't think it's super out of place in the MLS league per se, but um. In in more traditional soccer leagues, um, no, oh, yeah, be, but if if you weird. put all the MLS logos together, it's gonna stand out and not in a good way, in my opinion. Yeah. And what did you think about the um the Seattle Sounders new crest? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, that one. Um, okay, it's not bad, but there's nothing much to it. I will like to say they did like the secondary logo and it's like, like the orca whale. And, oh, dude, that one's sick. That one's great. Here, I'm going to have to pull that up. But yeah, I think it was okay. They went with the very minimalist type of style. Uh, I mean, it's more lines than images on on their new crest. And it's just the Space Needle, which uh, I did see some people on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, they, the slight complaint was that the Space Needle has nothing to do with the original Sounders uh, ideology. Um, just as a quick recap, they were not going to be called the Sounders when they entered the MLS. Uh, they wanted to change their name. They were just going to be Seattle FC, but so many people voted for the Sounders name that you know, they stuck it back in because that was their original name and the, was the yeah NASL. So they, they wanted the Sounders name, and yeah, they're, they're not Seattle. They're the Sounders. They're the Sounders, guys. Like, come on. But my favorite thing on this crest is that they added the 1974. Because, yeah, no other team can say we've been around since 1974, except for, like, maybe Portland. But that's a story for another day. But the fact that they're the ones that are going to claim that 74 date, oh, that's so amazing for the soccer community, in my opinion. Yeah, crew tried to change it a couple of years back to a Columbus soccer club. But then they – Oh, yeah, the that was dog water. They, <laughs> they stuck the crew back in and then dropped the soccer club. Yeah, because they All did right. it without telling anybody. Yeah. Um, that was well, dumb. Now they, have new, now they have better ownership, um, which is a long story. It's time for the MLS Cup trivia question. The contestant, Robert. Robert, I totally which, forgot. I, I forgot that was a thing here. <laughs> which team won the MLS Cup in 2009? Was it Real Salt Lake, FC Dallas, or Sporting KC? You said 2009. Can you? Re- I'm not looking at my phone or nothing. I swear. Oh. All right, which team won that? Which team won the MLS Cup in 2009? Real Salt Lake, FC Dallas, or Sporting KC? It took me a second. I was about to say. An answer without you even saying the the answers, but I do remember who it is, and it was Real Salt Lake. They played in Seattle. Ooh, they beat the LA Galaxy. That is in penalties. Oh, there you go. All right. Before we send you out of here, um, I would also like to say that Cleveland's getting a new MLS Next Pro team in the year 2025. They're also trying to get a NWL SL team in the city and that we'll just say robert would you like to promote your podcast 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you want to hear more from me and my my uh, associates, I usually record with my friend uh, Danny Tan at Rambling Runoff. Yeah, we're called Rambling Runoff. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and sometimes TikTok at Rambling Runoff. Everything's at Rambling Runoff. If you like to check us out, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, sometimes Apple Music, I think, um, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Spot- Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters. So yeah, oh, and YouTube. So if you want, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. But yeah, um, I think we we covered a lot on here today for our first locker soccer episode in a while. Sorry everybody, that was that was my bad. That was on me. But yeah, I'm glad to be back. Hopefully we could do another episode maybe uh before the MLS Cup final. We'll get back to you on that. And with that, we hope you enjoy all the playoff games happening right now. This has been. Robert, our guest, uh, rambling from the Rambling One Runoff Podcast. This has been Talk to Alex from Talk to Sports. Peace. Mm-hmm.